Perry, Super Middleweight Champion, Andre Ward, and you're with Leave It In The Ring Radio. Hola, soy Sergio Maravilla Martínez, esto es Hola, soy Saúl Canelo Álvarez y estás en Leave The Ring Radio. Este que es todo tocará es el renuente. Escúcheme por Live in the Ring Radio. Hey, how's it going, guys? It's Victor Ortiz at LeaveItInTheRing.com. So take care, guys. How you doing? You're with Abner Mares, and you're right here with Live It In The Ring Radio. Hey, welcome to Live In The Ring Radio. Measuring the fighters between Canelo Alvarez and Gennady Golovkin. The trilogy. Really, it's the fight that Gennady Golovkin's been chasing uh, and wanting, you know, for quite some time, and he's finally getting it. So the big question is, does he get the revenge? Or is this finally something that can be put away if Canelo Alvarez gets the win over Triple G, but in a more convincing fashion? Because the last two fights between the two, it's been really a back and forth between all fight fans, uh, you know, Gennady Golovkin fans and Canelo Alvarez fans. The debate is that either fight could have went either way. Now, I know for the first one, I'm going to have to lead him with Triple G. I thought he won that first encounter between the two. Now, the second one, wow, that's really debatable. I lean with Canelo Alvarez just because I thought he put on the fight that we were all asking for, which was go out there, put the pressure on Gennady Golovkin, stand toe-to-toe, Mexican style is what they've been parading around in the Gennady Golovkin's camp, and they got Mexican style on that second time around. Now, Gennady Golovkin's moving up eight pounds to face Canelo Alvarez for all his titles, because we all know he unified the division at the super middleweight. A little bit of a different task for Triple G, because I know some are going to say eight pounds is not a big difference. Uh, it is, especially if you have never campaigned there before. Even though Gennady Golovkin, for quite some time, has said, I can campaign I can campaign at 154 to 168. But it really, he's kind of solidified his whole legacy at 160. So this is a big jump. So he could either hurt him or it could really, really help him. Those eight pounds added to his body where he's, you know, made the, the 160 very comfortable. Um, but with the eight pounds, it, it, it really packs on some fat and some muscle that can protect him from the big punches that he's going to receive on Saturday night. Okay. Now, the big favorite is, the obvious, is Canelo Alvarez. Can't take that away. He's been looking sensational. He just got a loss, though. Though He had a loss with uh, Dimitri Bivol. So that's going to come into a little play. And I'll explain why. Because the fact is, is that some folks are looking at Canelo Alvarez that his mind stay, still may be with that loss because he wants that revenge. He wants that b-ball revenge really, really bad. So he may be overlooking Gennady Golovkin, but I don't think he will because um, some folks thought he overlooked uh, b-ball, which I didn't think he did. I just thought he went in there with a very well-prepared uh, fighter in b-ball. I mean, you can't take nothing away from b-ball at all. Right? I mean, he went out there. He did his job. He obviously looked at tape of uh, Gennady Golovkin fights that, you know, that, you know, Gennady had with Canelo Alvarez. And he saw some of the weaknesses that Canelo uh, seems to still hold uh, that Triple G was able to, to expose when they both encountered twice. Right? So that's, that's, I think that's some people's concern. Is his mind right for this Gennady Golovkin fight? Has he got past that and not look forward, you know, into getting the rematch with Bivol? 
gonna say he, he I'm gonna say even if he doesn't, he always tends to be professional and still kind of adjust to what's in front of him. You know, he had a difficult time with Bivol, you know, and that was because one, he was bigger, he was stronger. He was on his toes. He boxed him. He really didn't play a dumb fight, which was believed that, hey, Canelo Alvarez is moving up to 175. Um, I'm going to fight like the bigger, bigger man. He fought a very cautious, strategic fight against Canelo Alvarez. At 168, we saw Canelo be more comfortable. We saw him be more fluid with his punches. And we've seen him just become much more of a whole fighter, stronger fighter. But still, there are things there that he can't do against Gennady Golovkin. Now, before I get into the do's and don'ts, let me tell you a little bit about Gennady Golovkin. Okay, his last fight with Murata, um, we saw a guy still, you know, I mean, for the last three or four fights, everybody's been saying he looks old, he looks slower, um, he doesn't look like he has that chin resistance anymore. Um, he almost seems like even when he fought uh, uh, Dermanchenko, that the right punch to the body or the right punch to the chin could possibly stop him, hurt him, or drop him. You know, uh, Dermot Trico was very close of hurting him if the ref didn't jump in, you know, and kind of put the fight at a pause. We might have ended up with a different story, but he got out of that, you know, but it wasn't unscathed. He looked pretty beat up. Now, with Murata, the same thing. He was getting touched to the body, and he looked like for a moment, for a brief moment, that this may be the time he was going to fall apart and age was going to catch up and the wars that he's been in is going to finally just, you know, take over. But he dug deep and continued to do what he normally does. He establishes his jab. He brings in his ring intelligence. He knows how to box. He knows how to adjust to what a guy's doing in front of him. And he got himself back together and he was able to pull the win. And the stoppage against Murata. The Saul Canelo Alvarez tape. He's 32 years old of age. He's 5'9 in height. He's, he's got a 70.5 reach. He's got 448 pro rounds in his career. He's got 57 wins, two losses, one draw, 39 by KO. And he's got a 68 KO ratio on his record. Now with... Gennady Golovkin, Triple G, the tape is he's 40 of age, he's 5'10", he's got a 70.1 reach, he's got 228 pro rounds, he's got 42 wins, one loss, one draw, 37 by KO, and he's got an 88 KO ratio. Now a lot of folks are thinking age is going to be a factor, which obviously it is going to be a factor in this fight. Uh, the time hasn't done well for him. Some of you are going to say... If that doesn't matter because Gennady Golovkin is a strong, strong fighter, an intelligent fighter. He's going to find his way. Um, well, either way, you still got to put that 40 year of age of factor. He's been boxing for a very long time. Same thing with Canelo. We could say the same thing about Canelo. He's put a lot of wear and tear in his body, but he is the fresher fighter between the two. Okay. At 32 years old, 32 years of age to 40 years. I mean, Let's do the math here. Now, the hype has to go with, again, Eddie Golovkin. But it hasn't been an issue for Canelo Alvarez. They got him as 5'9", but I think he's 5'8", in actuality. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, it doesn't really matter. He's been able to fight uh, and figure out very tall fighters. You know. For now, with reach, you got to say both of them are pretty much similar. There's not a big difference here at all. 
Do's and don'ts between Canelo Alvarez and Triple G. What I got with the do's and don'ts for Canelo Alvarez to be victorious on Saturday night at the T-Mobile in Las Vegas. Okay, so here are the do's. Okay, for me, it's definitely got to look at uh, going to the body early. If you look at Murata and you look at uh, Dermanchenko, when they went to the body, you saw that, you know, his he wasn't taking it very well, Gennady Golovkin, okay? And, and you saw that it made him pause. Um, it made him pause a lot and kind of rethink his 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 motive of what he was going to do next against, you know, uh, Murata or Dermanchenko. So Canelo and his team, which we know that, you know, his team and himself watch a lot of tape before they get into the ring against whoever they're going to face. So I know that they really carefully looked at that and said, okay, we got to go to that body. We got to touch that body as much as we can. We got to be able to plant our feet and land some really big shots against Triple G, okay? Now, the other thing is that Canelo's got to set up those big shots with a jab. He can't throw away jabs. He's got to really set those jabs up so that it can distract uh, Gennady Golovkin. It can make Gennady Golovkin put his gloves up high to protect his face. You know, because the fact that we've seen Gennady Golovkin get bruised up a little bit more than we're used to seeing um, later in his years now, we've seen him getting busted up a lot more. Okay, so that's where... I, in my opinion, Canelo's got to put some time and effort in. Is start that jab, uh, and a long, stiff jab, a hard jab, um, so that he can set up these other big punches that he likes to throw, which is, you know, to the body, the uppercut. He likes to trap you. He likes to push you back, you know. Um, and what he, how when he does that, he likes to do it by inches. But the thing is, is that he's fighting an intelligent guy in Kennedy Golovkin, okay? So in order for him to push him back to get him against those ropes, he's going to have to use that jab so that then he can throw out those big body shots that he likes to do because he knows that you're, you're going to be stuck in the mud if your back is touching those ropes. And that's when he gets off some of his best work. He was trying to do that with uh, B-Ball, but B-Ball didn't fall for that trap, okay? And I think the reason why he didn't is because he never let him uh, be cautious of anything coming forward. He knew that he was going to try to walk him back, and that would give him time and room to move away from that, uh, you know, when his back touched the rope and get out, you know, get clear from the big shots that Canelo likes to land. Well, well Gennady Golovkin, he's not going to be able to do that because Gennady Golovkin is about as smart. As Bivol, he's going to know, hey, I know what you're trying to do. But if he can get him to kind of concentrate that there's something being thrown in his face that has bad intention, that could cause him to kind of concentrate, go back, go back, and forget his back's going to touch those ropes. And then Canelo Alvarez can open up and land those big, heavy shots. What have we seen him when he folded like a Smith, uh, even BJ Saunders? When he did those big shots, what uh, Caleb Plant, remember, their backs were kind of towards those ropes. That's the one thing. The third thing is cut off the ring. From the first and second match, if you watch, especially the second match with Canelo Alvarez, Canelo Alvarez was putting on that Mexican-style pressure against Gennady Golovkin. And when Gennady felt that heat, he wanted to get out of that kitchen. He wanted to fan himself a little bit, cool down a bit. And what did he do? He got on his toes and started boxing and moving, right? Well, Canelo Alvarez in the second fight never cut off the ring. Didn't do any of that. What he did is he followed him, which he can't do, 
Okay, and that allowed Kennedy Golovkin to get back into that fight, which made it a much closer fight and which made it a debatable fight for everybody to say who really won that final 12th round. Okay, now the other thing for me is have reserves in the tank. It's got to have those reserves in the tank. If you watch the Bivol fight at 100, now that could have made a difference. The 175, having those extra pounds of muscle, you know, it could have done something to him where he started losing gas, okay? But here's the thing. You still, if Gennady Golovkin gets on his toes, if Gennady Golovkin decides, I'm not going to stand and trade with you, I'm going to make you look for me because I watched the Bivol fight and I saw that you had issues in those later rounds. You started to look like you were gasping for air. You look like a fish out of water. Well, that's where Canelo's going to have to pace himself. He's going to have to know when to give rounds away. Okay, now, a lot of times, people watching fights, they, they'll see a guy throw around and say, like, he's done, he's tired, he doesn't want to fight anymore, okay? But an intelligent fighter will know, hey, I need to give up a minute or two. I need to, you know, throw some rounds. So that's how they control the fight, okay? How they control that fight, though, and give themselves some rounds or some minutes to breathe is by that jab. Because it makes the other fighter cautious. That's why we go back to the jab. He's got to use that jab. He's got to, you know, uh, uh, commit to that jab because he can actually get some breath in between and he can rest in between those seconds of those minutes in those rounds. So going back, he needs to have some reserves in the tank for those last final championship rounds. Now, the don'ts. What Canelo can't do and I don't want to see him do, is what he did in the second half of the second fight, which is what I just mentioned earlier. Follow. Didn't cut the ring off. He followed Gennady Golovkin. What did he do in the Bivol fight at 175? He followed Bivol. He didn't cut the ring off. He got, he got in love with his power. Okay, He got in love with his artwork and what he did against Gennady Golovkin in the rematch and then what he started doing, well, what he started trying to start to do with Bivol which he wasn't able to get off. He falls in love with his work and he sticks to it. He doesn't adjust. Doesn't adjust the way you should adjust, okay? He makes the fight a lot closer, a lot, you know, uh, uh, the, the, you know uh, the judges start swaying the other way around and he allows the other guy, which was Gennady Golovkin in the second fight, back into the fight. He can't do this this time around. He's got to cut off the ring. Now that's something that Canelo Alvarez hasn't really have, needed to work on because the fact is that he's always fought guys that were counterpunchers and wanted to dance more or less in the ring. They didn't, they didn't do it intelligently the way Bivol did, but they did it enough to make Canelo work for it. Canelo was able to walk him down and then finally catch him. Didn't really cut that ring off, okay? Because the other guys, they were actually willing to put themselves back, okay? Getting in Golovkin won't do that. So if he gets on his bicycle like he did in the second fight, which I hate to say a bicycle, because to me, Gennady Golovkin decided to box. He decided to use angles, decided to pivot. He decided to make sure I'm not going to stand there with you, buddy. You're going to have to work for it, okay? And that actually bought him time for Gennady Golovkin, bought him time to rest, you know? And that's where I'm saying Canelo can't do that, can't afford that, okay? Can't afford to let him get back in the fight. If he's looking for a stoppage, which a lot of folks are thinking he may get the stoppage, well, he's going to have to cut off that ring because when Triple G does find that he's in trouble, he's not going to be there to be hit. He's going to move. He's going to he's going to create, you know, uh, 
uh, pockets of air for him to get in some breath, to breathe in, to pull away. So he's got to cut off that ring. Okay, now the other thing we mentioned, I mentioned uh, about the fact of what he did in mistake against Bevel. I'm hoping he doesn't do this again. And those are single shots. He likes to fall in love with single shots. He fell in love with his power. He's got to remember, he's got two hands. And he's also got to work both hands. In order to hurt Gennady Golovkin, which here's the thing, Gennady has a great resistance. He's able to recoup right away when he gets hurt. It takes him a few seconds, but those few seconds, you know, if you're only doing single shots, those few seconds can be a whole minute for him to recoup, you know, and get himself back into the fight. So single shots he can't do, which goes back to what he has to do, which is jab. He's got a jab. He's got to be in his face. He's got to cut off that ring. He's got to make sure if he's going to touch the body, he's got to touch the head. Which leads me to the next thing. Don't be a headhunter. Remember, there's a whole body, not just a single head. He did it in the second fight with Triple G. He didn't invest enough with the body. He stayed with the head. He sometimes falls in love. Or what he could do is fall in love with the body and forget that there's a head. Okay? He's got to mix it up in this fight. If we're going to get the stoppage, he's got to mix it up in order to kind of secure a stoppage, okay? It's not too far-fetched to get the stoppage, but the thing is, is that he's got to mix it up. He didn't do that in the second fight. He became a hen hunter. He became a pressure fighter, but then he forgot about everything else. He forgot he had legs. He forgot he had two hands, and that cost him a, a very, you know, controversial win, Got the win, but it was still very controversial. And that's why we're getting the third fight. Because a lot of people feel, hey, there was no justice for Gennady Golovkin. So this is my list of work Canelo's got to do in order to have this, vic this victory to finally erase the first and second fight. To finally say, okay, I got it done. I sealed it and I delivered it. Those are my do lists for him. All right, let's move over to Gennady Golovkin here. Got a couple of things. Okay. He always establishes his fights with his jab. He's got to do that exactly. You know, he can't change the plan. He's got to go out there with a jab against Canelo Alvarez. It worked for him in the first fight. It worked for him in the second fight. It's worked for him against Dermanchenko. It's worked for, against Rose. It works for Murata. It works. I expect him to go out there and do what he always does, which is what? Fight off the jab. He sets everything off the jab. He sets the tempo with the jab. He does everything to set his big powers, uh, power punches with the jab. So the one thing that we haven't seen from Gennady Golovkin, which he did very early on in his career against subpar opponents, is the body work. Abel Sanchez asked him for the body work numerous times in the first and second fight when they, when they face uh, Canelo Alvarez. Well, he's got to bring that back to life. Somehow, he's got to um, bring that back from the dead because we haven't seen that body work from uh, Gennady Golovkin at all. And in my opinion, to slow down and take some of the steam off of uh, Canelo's pressure and power, he's got to go to the body. It would knock the rhythm off of Canelo when he's coming forward. The next one he's got to do is he's got to protect that body. He looks vulnerable. Uh, he's shown guys that are not even the caliber of Canelo Alvarez that he could be touched. He could be hurt with the body shots. So, so for me, I hope that they were putting gloves underneath his arms while he's sparring so he could practice protecting that body because I think that's the one key thing 
that Canelo Alvarez is going to go and seek for is for the torso, the ribs, the kidney, the liver, all of that there. All the anatomies that's on the lower part of your of your chest, Canelo's going to go after and you got to protect it. So Gennady Golovkin's dues is to protect that body at all cost. Okay? You know, you know, bust up those elbows. Get those elbows bruised up. You know, the forearm, the shoulders. Get those busted up. But as long as you don't get the body touch from Canelo Alvarez, get him distracted, get him discouraged, get him to see like, you know what, I can't touch that body, so I got a headhunt. Make him do that, and that will give you the openings that you need to get to the body. He's got to box and move. He's got to remind himself that he's a great boxer. He was able to do it in the first fight with Canelo. He was able to do it in the second fight. Okay, now, yeah, his legs look a little older, but I go back again. The 168 moving up, may help him a little bit, may revive him, give him some life. I'm not sure yet. You know, there's some cons and pros about doing this. We won't find out until Saturday night. Here's the but thing. If he doesn't have legs, these are the dudes that he has to do against Canelo Alvarez. Hold him. There's no shame in holding the guy when he gets too close. Okay? Because what that does, it allows the ref to do his job. Now, Gennady Golovkin may have a little bit too much pride, but I think in this fight... This is going to help him out a lot. Why? Because one, it will reset Canelo Alvarez. It will force the ref to push him out, you know, to separate the two. And that would make Canelo have to rework his way back in to where he got. That's frustrating for a fighter. Once you get in that pocket and the guy goes, boom, he grabs him, he holds him. Bernard Hopkins style, uh, you know, getting close. I grab you and I move you or I let the ref separate us. That will frustrate a fighter like Canelo Alvarez. And also, that's something he wouldn't expect from Gennady Golovkin. And that's something I would like to see in Gennady Golovkin's arsenal. Uh, it's too, hey, you get too close to me, and I need a breather, or I need to just, you know, make you reset and work your back, way back in because I've been out jabbing you and I've been out boxing you. I'm going to hold you. There's no shame in that game. And I know that I'm frustrating Canelo because his game is get in the inside, land to my body. That's what he wants to do, rough me up in the inside. So Gennady Golovkin's got to be smart about that and grab and hold him and let the ref do his job or make Canelo push him. Make Canelo expend energy so that you could slow down the younger fighter. Take some you know, air out of those tires. That's a brilliant, that's a brilliant way of doing it. Okay. Gennady Golovkin's got to set that pace. There's no ifs and ands. He's got to set the tempo. He's got to set the, t the pace uh, with his jab. He's got to make sure that he's keeping Canelo at bay at all times. At 40 years old, that's going to be very important because he's going to need, you know, uh, resting time with the pace that he sets. And the pace that he sets against Canelo is going to help him out because that would be up to Canelo to pick up the pace. Okay, the don'ts here for Gennady Golovkin. He can't stand there in front of him. We watched him do that previously on two of his fights, okay? Our reference against Murata. He can't afford to not move his legs. He can't afford to say, okay, I'm gonna take some of the shots because I'm gonna try to land a big shot, okay? He's gotta make sure he's moving at all times. Stay away from those ropes. As I mentioned with Caleb, uh, you know, BJ Saunders and other guys, 
they got their backs towards those ropes and Canelo does some of his best work. Stay away from the rope. But also remember this, in the second fight, Canelo suckered him to come to the ropes by him, by him going back. Canelo going back, putting his back on those ropes. And Canelo got some of his best work. He sucked in Gennady Golovkin and made Gennady Golovkin commit to some punches and Gennady got countered. I don't think I don't think Gennady should do that anymore. I think if anything, and if he does, don't stay in the outside arm length. Close that distance. Smother him up. Keep the fight in the middle of the ring. He does his best work in the middle of the ring. Uh, he did it with Marada. He did it, uh, you know, with uh, Dermanchenko. He did it with Canelo twice in the middle of the ring. He needs to be there. Anywhere towards those ropes, I would stay away. Okay, and the number one thing, we just brought it up in the in the dues that he's got to do, protect that body. Here are some of the best wins for Gennady Golovkin. First off, you got Murata, which we've talked a lot about. Uh, you have uh, Sergei uh, Dermanchenko. You got Daniel Jacobs. You got Dave Lemieux. And I had to put Canelo Alvarez because, again, I believe that he won that first fight. I don't think it was a draw. I think the first encounter between the two, he got that win. Uh, Danny Jacobs... Was a great fight. Uh, I thought David Lemieux, when he stepped in with David Lemieux, we all thought that he was going to, you know, it was going to be a war. That's what we thought. We thought that it was going to be Mexican-style street fight, but instead we got a strategic Gennady Golovkin. We got a, a Gennady Golovkin with an educated jab with power shots behind that jab, which he later stopped a very limited David Lemieux that posed a threat because of his power, but he eliminated all that. He took away the best weapon David Lemieux had. And he just, you know, systematically broke him down. And that was a great performance for Gennady Golovkin. Uh, uh, Sergey Dermanchenko. You got to give him to that because he did struggle. It was a back and forth war for him. Uh, but he was able to dig deep. He was able to, you know, pull it out of there and, and, and get that win in a very, very competitive fight. Dermanchenko had some great, great moments uh, again. It was very controversial. A lot of folks felt that Dermachenko got that win and sh they felt that he should have got the rematch. They should have done it again. Uh, it was a fight that didn't happen. Um, I don't think it's it's ever going to happen. It shouldn't happen. Um, I think that if Gennady Golovkin gets the win over Canelo Alvarez, I think he should ride into the sunset and just call it a day the way uh, you know Juanma Marquez has done after getting that win over uh, Manny Pacquiao. I think the same thing. But again, he struggled with uh, Dermachenko, but he showed them how much of a warrior he is and still how dangerous he is. Uh, and you know, if you give him that breathing room, he's able to come back. He's able to show that hey, I can come back and I make I can make a fight out of this. Okay, now, Murata, I put Murata because his latest fight, and again, I thought he showed how resilient he is. Uh, I showed, I thought he showed that, you know what, he can um, stick to the game plan. You can't derail him off the game plan. He's going to stick with it, and he's just going to overcome any adverse, uh, adversaries, and he's going to show that he's, you know, I'm a warrior. I'm, a, I'm Triple G, man. This is, why, this is the reason why fans love me. The good boy comes out. What a warrior mentality, and he's going to come on top. So, all right, let's go with the best wins for Canelo, Canelo Alvarez here on uh, Leaving in the Ring. All right, so for me, Canelo Alvarez, obviously, yeah, I got to look at the Gennady Golovkin fights, uh, you know, but the best one was for him was he did get the victory in the second fight on the rematch. 
I thought it was his best performance. Honestly, I thought that when he that's finally when he kind of like honed into the 160 division. He started to show that that weight made a big difference for him, okay? Um, he started to look stronger. He started to look more fluid with his punches. So that to me was, the, the, you know, the telling of him moving up and weight. You got to go with Caleb Plant. Um, he was the favorite regardless. Canelo Alvarez was the favorite against Caleb Plant. But it just shows that that 168 division is really his division. For me, was the Miguel Cotto. Uh, he boxed him. Miguel Cotto really couldn't get off a whole lot against the bigger Canelo uh, Alvarez. But it was the real, to me, it was the more high-profile name, which Miguel Cotto. Okay, I was disappointed he didn't stop Miguel Cotto. But I, again, I still think that that 160 he still hadn't like settled in. He still didn't settle into to that mass that he had to gain at 160. So I still think that he was figuring out. He was still figuring out his weight. He was figuring out, oh, okay, you know, uh, um, how do I adjust to this this new division? Okay, and he got a really small uh, 160 fighter in Miguel Cotto, which it benefited him. But to me, it was still good because Miguel Cotto is a boxer. He is a puncher. He's a mover, a very intelligent guy. But Canelo was able to outsmart, mar, outsmart him and outsize him. Now, the other one is uh, Billy Joe Saunders because you have to admit, the first couple of rounds with Billy Joe Saunders, he made Canelo work for that for those rounds, okay? Uh, people had BJ up on the scorecards in the early rounds. But Canelo was able to figure him out. Canelo was able to wear him down and finally get the TKO that he was looking That's for. Now, uh, Sergey Kovalev was the flirtation at 175 at the light heavyweight division. Now, if you've been listening to me for years, you know that I had said this was a perfect opportunity because Sergey was coming off of really a fight and there's you know, a struggle yet, you know, uh, 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 of doing that, you know, like he didn't give himself time to rest his body. Uh, but that's no fault of Canelo Alvarez. He's a fighter. You sign the fight. I'm going to show up and I'm going to fight. But it really was the confidence built for him to say, okay, I can fight with these bigger guys and I'm going to campaign at 168. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go back down and I felt good. I felt strong and I'm going to do this. I'm going to see what I could, if I can, you know, make history, which he did unifying the 168 division and dominating the division. And then that, like, again, I'll go back. That was the confidence booster. So you got to give him credit for the Sergey Kovalev fight because a lot of folks thought, hey, this is kind of nuts. He's jumping up. I mean, there's a guy that started campaigning at, what, 135, I believe, right? He moved all the way up to uh, uh, 160. He was, well, got titles at 147, 154, 160, then jumped up to 168, and then jumps up immediately at 175 and goes back down. So you got to give him credit for the Sergey Kovala. However you feel, hey, this guy was weight-drained, etc., etc., etc. There was this. He didn't look the same. He looked shot. Doesn't matter. He signed the fight. He went up there, and he had a great performance. Kovala had his moments, uh, but to me, he didn't have the steam, but Canelo was still able to take out a guy. Remember this, guys. There are fighters that will carry a fighter. Canelo didn't do that with Sergey uh, Kovalev. He saw the opportunity and he took it. He broke him down. He outjabbed him. He out um, he outboxed him. He hurt him to the body, and he outcomboed him in every other way. So you got to give him that win. So that just leads us to everything on measuring the fighters between Canelo Alvarez, Gennady Golovkin. I've gave you the do's and the don'ts. I give you the their best wins. I've given you the tail of the tape between the two. Uh, what do you think is going to happen on Saturday night? Again, does Gennady Golovkin get his revenge? Does he get the sweet 
victory that he's been, you know, earning for for quite some time. He's been on the chase, for, uh, you know, to uh, Canelo Alvarez. He signed with the Zone, you know, when it when 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 Eddie Hearn. Uh, started boosting the, the fact that he had a billion dollars in his pocket to give fighters, and that was the that was the treat, that was the dangle over Gennady Golovkin's face. To sign with the zone was to get Canelo Alvarez. So does Gennady Golovkin finally get his Marquez moment against Canelo Alvarez, or Canelo Alvarez? Does he finally take this thorn out of his foot, this thorn called Gennady Golovkin? Everywhere he's went, ever since signing with the zone, the name Gennady Golovkin has been attached to all his fights. Every time he would sit down, the name Gennady Golovkin was mentioned. To the point where Canelo Alvarez told the press, don't ask me about him anymore. I don't want to hear about him anymore. But then when he was seeking greatness in unifying the 168 division, and he sat down with Eddie Hearn, well, the name Triple G came back to haunt him. So, does he finally end this and put the nails in that coffin Saturday night at the T-Mobile in Las Vegas? We're going to see. But I'm going to give you my pick before I go. I'm going to tell you what I see and what I think is going to happen. Now, don't place any bets on what I'm telling you because this is just my opinion. Don't get mad at my comments or what I see and what I think. This is my opinion. I'm just going to give you my take about it. And then you can run with it and tell me what you think in the comments. Whether you believe that this could happen or no, Dave, you're way off. Okay, so we're going to give you my breakdown, my take, and my pick for Saturday night at the T-Mobile in Las Vegas between Canelo Alvarez and Gennady Golovkin, the trilogy. All right, I'm excited about it. I know a lot of folks are saying, hey, you know, I didn't, we didn't ask for this fight. But maybe we weren't asking for it, but Gennady Golovkin was. And I think that in order to close the book, the history book for Gennady Golovkin and the Gennady Golovkin fans, is this fight needed to happen. Needed to happen. Now, does Gennady Golovkin, at 40 years old, being a little shopworn, that's evidence we've witnessed, does he stand a chance to the more favorite at this moment in the betting casinos, on the betting sites, Canelo Alvarez is the favorite. There's no argument there. There's an argument about the draw and there's an argument on the rematch, but there's no argument today about who's the betting, who's the betting favorite. Here's the thing. A lot of folks are already picking Canelo Alvarez to stop Gennady Golovkin. I even tweeted out after watching Gennady Golovkin in there in Japan on New Year's against Marada that if he doesn't protect his body, Canelo's going to make some pretty easy work out of him because Canelo is 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 not one to take lightly when it comes to the body work. Canelo has improved more and more. Canelo hasn't left body work behind. He learned body work after the rematch with Triple G. It's Triple G that has abandoned one of his sweet punches, one of his, you know, punches where he broke down fighters and knocked them out. The liver punch. He needs to bring that back from the grave. Mentioned it earlier. So if Gennady Golovkin doesn't go out there and 
remind himself that he he also can produce body work, but he also needs to protect that body because he's not facing a Marada. He's facing a Canelo, Canelo Alvarez, which Canelo Alvarez, is, that's his bread and butter now, okay? He was trying to do it with Bivol. That's what he was trying to set up. He was trying to slow him down by landing those shots. So Triple G, in my opinion, can make this fight go a lot longer. Can actually go the distance. Why? Because he's got a jab, number one. Two, he can box. Three, he's intelligent. Four, he, can, he has a high recovery when he gets hurt. Going with Canelo. With the fact of the high recovery for Triple G. If you get your man hurt, you can't do the Miguel Cotto route, which I haven't seen him do of lately. He's got to be all over his guy. And he's got to get him. If he hurts him in the body, which I believe he, he if he lands those shots, he's going to hurt him. And it's evident. I mean, you know, uh, Triple G has a poker face. But when you hit him to that body, when you, when you touch that sweet spot, oh my God, it shows all over his face. You know what he ordered? When you touch that sweet spot on his body and his ribs, you know what he ordered, which is, oh shit, I don't want that. I want it something else. So Canelo can't let off. He's got to attack. If he sees that poker face be broken with a body shot. Going back with Gennady Golovkin though. Jab, jab, move. Draw out Canelo. Make him work. Make him work those 32-year-old legs. See, they're not that fresh. They're not that young. And he's got more muscle on his body. So make him work. You saw... What he did, you saw what happened with Bivol. We witnessed that. Started gasping for air. In, those, in that eighth, ninth round, started gasping for air. Why? Because he had to put in more work. There was not a body in front of him to attack. He had to look for his, he had to look for his target. So if Gennady Golovkin can do that, he could draw out the fight and could make it to the 12th round. Now, can he hurt Canelo? Well, if you couldn't hurt him in the first and the second you know, fight, I just don't believe he can hurt him at all. And you're going to say, well, Canelo didn't hurt Triple G in the first and second fight, so why are you saying that he's got to be more concerned with Canelo's punches? Well, Canelo has grown into 168. Canelo has shown that he can damage you. And Gennady Golovkin's moving up. Eight pounds? Hey, why would you want to test now if you can, you know, withstand a 168-pounder puncher now? A guy that you've now witnessed that can stop you and break a jaw or an eye socket. Break a rib. Other fighters can attest to this. So why gamble with that? You don't want to gamble with that. What you want to do is you want to go back out there again and did what worked for you the first time. But you got to add a little bit more. And it's not a whole lot that Gennady Golovkin's got to add to. What I mentioned on the do's and don'ts, there's not a whole lot. There's a little, little tweaks here and there that he's got to do to survive the 12 and to outpoint and outbeat Canelo Alvarez. He's got to do that early. 
can't allow he can't allow uh, Mexican, Mexican style to take over and him believe he's got Mexican style too. It's worked. Mexican style for Kennedy Lofkin has worked with lesser fighters, but it didn't work on the rematch against Canelo Alvarez. When you finally pissed off Canelo Alvarez, when you finally were saying, you and Abel Sanchez, you won't stand there, you won't trade, he doesn't want to fight like a Mexican, he disgraced Mexico. Then Canelo goes, okay, well shit, let's do it. Let's, let's fight Mexicano. Come forward. I don't think that's a great idea to do at 168. I think what you do is you go back to the second half of your rematch with Canelo Alvarez and you look at that very carefully and then you look at the Bivol fight and you say, okay, here's a recipe that has some works for me in it. Here's a recipe that, that looks like, not even look like, it's worked. I almost, I almost had this recipe at a Perfect in that second fight, but I waited for the later half. I got to start that half from the first round on and just keep it that way. Don't look for a KO. Don't look to try to, you know, you want to hurt Canelo enough to pause him, to reset, but you, you know, but I wouldn't commit, overcommit, overcommit. I can't stress, don't overcommit because when you overcommit, you're going to stand there too long. Don't want to see that happen. Now, going with Canelo Alvarez. My take about this. He's got to go to that body. But he can't do it with one shot. He can't walk in like he was doing against Callum Smith or, you know, uh, Caleb and, or BJ Saunders. Fall in love with one shot. Being explosive. You know, I mean, it worked. It worked. It got him all the bouts. But these guys were not Gennady Golovkin. These guys are not Triple G. They're not high level with the IQ of the boxing ring. Sorry. They're just not. That we have to admit. This is a different breed. And he's familiar with Canelo Alvarez. That's, that's the crazy part. He is familiar with Canelo Alvarez. So you can't take that away. You have to address that. And so does Canelo. He's got to address that. He's got to go back and look at what he did wrong in the second half of their encounter to the Bivol fight. Because again, Bivol took a... Page ripped a page off of Gennady Golovkin in the second half of their fight uh, with Canelo. He, he took that page and, and, and he ran with it and it worked. So Canelo can't afford to do that again. Can't be a headhunter, which we haven't really seen. He's fell in love with his body shots and uppercuts, but he's got to mix it up with that jab. I, I, I can't stress that enough. I think he needs that jab because... Just like I said on the deuce for uh, Gennady Golovkin about setting the pace, Canelo's got to set his pace. Canelo's got to force Triple G to move back. He's got to push Triple G back to those ropes. Trap him at those ropes. Make those old legs say, I need a rest time. So I'm going to walk myself back to the ropes. And Remind Gennady Golovkin is you're an old man. You've been in a lot of wars. Dermachenko hurt you. Murata, who's not even on my level, hurt you. I'm gonna hurt you. So if you do come with a game plan of being smart and outboxing you, I'm gonna cut the ring off. I'm gonna hurt your body. I'm gonna come forward and I'm gonna I'm gonna bust you up. I'm gonna bust your arms. I'm gonna bust everything up. 
So my take is that I don't think Kennedy Golovkin has the legs to move. Don't think he has the legs to box. I think he's going to have to stand and trade. I think he's going to have to fight his way out of a, of a, of a situation that he's going to get in with Canelo Alvarez. And I think that if anybody's going to fight on emotions that night on Saturday, it's going to be Canelo Alvarez because there's a lot of unsaid things that need to be answered between the two. Okay, the whole accusing of PD usage, which wasn't PDs, okay? The whole, he's scared of me, he doesn't want to face me, and really, the whole media chasing down Canelo Alvarez about when you're going to fight Triple G for a third time. So I see a lot of motions there for Canelo Alvarez to go out there. I see Canelo Alvarez trying to target for a KO. Gennady Golovkin can use that for his advantage. Can really use that. Because when a guy gets in his head, I want to knock him out and I want to hurt him. He forgets about all the other tools that he has in the shed. My thing is, can Gennady Golovkin do that for 12 rounds? Can he fight a perfect fight against Canelo Alvarez the way Bivol fought against Canelo? Can he do that? With... 40-year-old legs and a wincing body when he gets touched. He winces. The poker face is gone. He gets an order that he doesn't want when you touch him to the body. We know he's got a solid chin. But we know that Canelo Alvarez has perfected his body punching. So my take is nine rounds. I think Canelo Alvarez should be able to stop Triple G. But I'm not going to count out. I'm not going to count out Gennady Golovkin. I won't be surprised if he lasts four rounds. But if it goes, I'm sorry, not four, I was 12 rounds. If he lasts 12 rounds. But if it goes 12 rounds, I'm really going to see it 8-4. Eight, eight rounds to Canelo, four to, for Gennady Golovkin. But my money's going to be ninth round stoppage by the vicious uppercut from Canelo Alvarez, which will be set up by a body shot. That's my take here on measuring the fighters and on leaving the ring. Your host, Dave Dwayne. Don't forget to hit the like button, the subscribe button. Leave me a comment. I'll be back very soon. You guys have a great night. Ladies and gentlemen, Thomas Caballero.